Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at one story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we took a look at After Party. After Party, developed by Night School Studios, was released uh, pretty recently, came out October 29th, 2019, and you can currently pick it up on PC, PS4, Mac, and Xbox One, I think. It's an Epic Store exclusive right now. I don't know that for sure though on PC. Um, yeah, so this this was um this was a I don't this know about a you. video game. Uh, this was a video game. We did a video game this week, guys. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Duncan, but I was kind of excited about this one because um, for those of you who don't know, Night School Studios. This is their um, I think technically the third game they've ever put out, but one of them was a mobile game we never played. But the first game they put out was Oxenfree, which is our now impossible to find on the internet first episode ever of this podcast. So it felt kind of like episode. homecoming. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, bring Back it to in, the Night studio. School Studio. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, for sure. got me. I like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was really excited to play this game, but this game is very much in the same vein but it is almost exclusively about drinking and trying to drink your way through hell and outdrink Satan. So, with that wrapping in mind, Duncan, yeah. what's your favorite drink, your favorite alcoholic beverage, and your least favorite, too, while we're at it? Because that, that plays a huge role in this game. If you don't sure. want to hear talking about alcohol, skip this episode. I'm going to tell you right yeah, up right now. It's, it's not. If you have an issue with that, I totally get it. This isn't going to be the episode for you. Exactly. Yes. Um, so my favorite drink and <laughs> I, I oh. feel like this isn't the best drink. Okay. But when, I mean, it's not the best. It's your favorite. When we as a group visited Nashville, I had a perfect concoction. <laughs> I had a concoction of Jack and Cherry Coke in a slushy form. And it was just, <laughs> it was, I think about it all the time <laughs> and I shouldn't be the I don't know. I don't know, but I literally think about it all the time. I don't know I how. I was there for that. I had some I of know. It. I love it. It was fun, but I think about it all the time, and I don't know why. Anytime I reach for a drink, I'm like, man, I wish I had a Jack and Coke slushy. <laughs> I fucking wish, dude. And, God I mean, damn. I like other drinks. Trust me. A good fucking beer, that'll get me through the day. I love beer. I <laughs> love it. That's the only way I get through work. Trust me. <laughs> But but there's something there is something about it that was just so magical. Maybe it was the setting, maybe it was just the feeling while I was there, but it was just something about it and it's stuck with me for longer than I can than longer than most drinks have. So that is my favorite. My least favorite, Bloody Mary. It tastes like tomatoes. Why do I want that? Honestly, I've never had a Bloody Mary, but I get the impression I would feel exactly the same way. It's it, like spices and tomato and it's not, vodka. Yeah. It's Ugh. no good. It's no, give me the stuff on top. I'm num 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 num. Do those burgers <laughs> on top. Oh god. So yeah, what about you? I don't know. All right. Hit, hit Favorite. Me. It's 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 hard because like I'm a I'm very very much into like um like a Moscow Mule. A good Moscow Mule will do it mm. for me ten times out of ten because it's such a refreshing drink. But yes. if I had to pinpoint it, there is a there's a banana bread beer. Wells banana bread beer. That my brother introduced me to a while back. Um, if you can get that on tap somewhere, it is to this day my favorite beer. It is I will probably pick that over pretty much any drink anywhere. It's phenomenal. Huh. I absolutely love it. If you ever get a chance, it's becoming more popular. I find it in I would say fifty percent of liquor stores that I go to. It's you wouldn't think a banana bread beer would be great. Um, and to be fair, I have found the like you know, I I have had pretty mixed. Um, 
experiences with it. Like, I've always enjoyed it, but there have definitely been certain batches of it that were way better than other batches of it. Mm. Um, and also, it, it is definitely one that has to be drank cold. Um, I don't. I think it loses a lot of its flavor when it gets warm, which is weird, but it's how I feel about it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to put that as my favorite. Least favorite, I mean, realistically, it's anything with tequila in it because I mm. hate tequila. It does me extremely dirty. But more specifically... Um, I went to go visit a friend once, and this was when I was in my senior year of college, and I went to go visit him down at U of I, University of Illinois, uh, and we, you know, it was their unofficial St. Patrick's Day weekend, so we were, you know, drinking throughout the day, having a good time, and towards the end of the night, which is how you know we were doing unofficial wrong, because everybody who had started it promptly at 6.30 in the morning had been passed out for hours on end, mm. um, we went to a bar, and we're like, okay, we're closing out the night. We got, like, one or two drinks, and then we ordered, and we're like, okay, you know, it's, like, midnight, but we're pretty young. We'll get, like, one more shot, and then that'll be the last drink we have tonight. And we got, I don't know why we did this. We did shots of straight vodka, and it was, like, warm. It was, like, really warm when it was served okay. to us, and I don't <laughs> know what type of vodka it was, but it hit so dirty. A both of us were, like, gagging for probably, no joke, seven minutes after we had that Ew. shot. To this day, I think <laughs> about it, and it makes my back kind of tense up with how awful of a shot. It, like, straight vodka's not good to begin with. I don't think no. it's good to begin with. But, like, a warm, bottom-shelf vodka shot after a night of drinking, it was just, ugh. It ruined my whole vibe for, like, the next hour, probably. Yeah, a little Ugh. bit of vodka, like a warm milk vodka. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, with that being Fuck. said, I think we can just kind of, like, tell people how we feel about this game and give, like, a general pitch about it before we jump into actually, like, discussing the story for it and giving away spoilers. So, yeah, I'll, I'll start with just, like, a general pitch is this is, as Alex said, it is a uh, night school studio game, so they're very, like, kind of, like, uh, walk, walking side scroller where you have a lot of conversation choices and it's very narrative character conversation focused game. There are mm -hmm. a few mini games uh, throughout this, but you know, like if you're here for mini games, this is not this is not the place yeah, for it. No. Um, so with that being said, it is very themed around hell and it's very themed around party drinking kind of and the themes and revolving around hell drinking and all those things so that's kind of what you're getting into without getting into too much there yeah. um my general feelings on it were it, it to to put it into like very very simple terms were just positive i enjoyed it it was fun I love the world that I got to play in and see like night school studios interpretation of hell and, you know, the characters that they decided to put in there specifically like the demons and, you know, why people were in hell and how the system and world runs. Um, some of the story beats didn't synchronize with me exactly. And I weren't, I wasn't, you know, with them a hundred percent, but the world building and some of the characters were, great enough for me to still enjoy it quite a bit um but you know uh, every positive with its you know a couple negatives here and there so i would say overall pretty positive on it i enjoyed it quite a bit um alex how did you feel about it 
I would definitely, I, I did not, I think, at the end of the day, enjoy it as much as you did. Um, I I had kind of an in-and-out relationship with this game, which leads me to be um, in a spot where I honestly don't know how I felt about it overall. There were definitely parts where I was super, super jiving on it. I think some of the back half of the game is really good. I think the introduction is a lot of fun. Um, and I think the just the general design and aesthetic of this version of Hell is a lot of fun. But... Also, uh, like you'd said, I think a lot of the story beats just kind of fall flat. I think some of the characters are introduced in a way that seems like they'll be really interesting, and then you kind of just don't get enough of it. Um, and I, I want to dig into more about this, like, you know, in and out feeling after we've talked about the story, because I think I can I can point to sure. certain parts that didn't work and why maybe I was going in and out during my different play sessions. Um, I still enjoyed it. Like, I still enjoyed my time with it i think because it ends relatively well i think that it left a better taste in my mouth than if it had ended halfway through um but i would say you know if you're interested in this game if you think the design and aesthetic looks cool it might be worth it but if you you know if you played oxen free and you're coming into it like oh you know i think they had a really cool storytelling system and i think the characters were endearing and i think the like actual mystery in the way that it unfolded was really good you might want to you know maybe take a beat and think about it because I think parts of it didn't work for me the way that I was hoping they would. Yeah. And um, it's, it's kind of interesting and it always comes up. I feel like when we discuss games and like what we do and don't enjoy where it's like, if the game's got good characters and charm and fun world, I'm into it. I'm, I'm there. Like the narrative doesn't have to be anywhere for me where I think mm -hmm. like you're kind of uh I think the narrative is extreme. Like, I don't want to say extreme, but it's very important for you. It, it's definitely more important for yeah. me. Um, I, and again, I, I think one of the more disappointing things is I think some of the characters and relationships between the characters fall flat in this for me. Um, sure. I think we're both in the same spot about the narrative, but I think you maybe were more endeared to some of these characters than I was. Again, sure. I think the design is still very cool, and that does carry the game through a lot. I think it is pretty funny overall. I think that kind of falters here and there, but I think that it, it's definitely still still fun. And maybe I would have felt differently about it if, you know, I could have put it down for two days and come back to it after I wasn't enjoying it. But, you know. Sure. Let's get right the really F quick. into it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, Let's go. Fucking do it. Um, we're just going to give a straight-up summary this time, kind of like we've done in the past, um, as opposed to stepping through and talking about each scene, because there's not a ton of meat to a lot of these scenes, so it wouldn't really do anything for us. Um, so if you've already played the game and you don't need a refresher, maybe skip ahead like five minutes or so. Otherwise, we are going to kind of give you a, a broad story summary and spoil all of the major points of it. So, you know, hey, strap hey, in. Um, we have this... Sorry to to kind of expose what's what we do here but we have this written out and several times i see you've written the um the term h-e double hockey sticks if yeah. you could not mm -hmm. say that while we do the podcast I mean, maybe say maybe say heck or you can do the h-e double hockey sticks that's fun it takes longer but heck is it fine. does take a lot longer it feels how about, like it might really slow us down a little bit how about god's basement God's Basement, I like. I think that one's got some legs. So we'll be okay. referring to Heck as God's Basement for the rest of the podcast. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Okay, sounds fun. All right, you want to start then? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. So um, you start the game as Milo and Lola. You kind of have, and this is like a reoccurring theme throughout, where you kind of switch between the two and who kind of leads in the conversations of who is mm -hmm. saying what. Um Milo is 
a pink haired kid. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. I don't know. Hell yeah, dude. I don't know <laughs> what yeah, how else to really describe them without like actually getting into their character. So I'll just say, yeah, they're at a graduation party and it's going very awkwardly and they're approaching people and they're like, oh, hey, aren't you the guy from whatever? And it's, you know, just uncomfortable yeah. college, college party. College graduation party. Um, and I guess the only thing I would say about Milo and Lola that we kind of know by this point is they've been friends for pretty much their entire life and are kind of seen as inseparable. They're always together, you know. That's important. That's um, very important. So it turns out, though, that this was a setup. The two popular people seem to be giving a speech and then they robotically turn and j- j- melt and jelt around. Yes, jelt. jelt. And I hate it when popular <laughs> people jelt. Yeah. yeah, don't look it up. Um, <laughs> and And they realize that, hey, all the walls have fallen down and there's a bunch of dang demons pulling a prank on us. So you're already in hell when this game starts. Mm-hmm. You don't know how you died, why you're in hell, but here you are. In and oh, sorry, oh, in, oh, oh, in oh, God's oh. basement. In God's basement. Wow, we um, almost made it to literally the first instance <laughs> of the word. <laughs> um so when they get there, they're told to go down to processing. However, Processing is closed right when they get in line. Processing is pretty much just assigning you what is going to, what sort of torture you're mm. going to be uh, given throughout your kind of nine to five time at he- uh, God's basement. So as you're <laughs> as you're leaving, you run into Sam, who is a demon fairy taxi driver. Um, and she kind of just takes you under her wing and is like, oh, hey, like, why don't you come with me? Cause I'm not doing anything. Like, why don't you just kind of like help me out with this job? And she's very kind of like, uh, cordial and inviting and Hey, you're in God's basement. Not much else to do from here. You might as well just go with her. Um, so you go with her to this, uh, to someone's death day party. And you have a conversation with her in which, uh, you learn that to get out of hell, you can beat Satan in a drinking competition or drinking game of sorts and if you do you get out of god's basement and return back to earth in your current age and body maybe i don't know how it works exactly they do say there's some caveats with that but you're led to believe it'll basically you'll come back more or less when you die so hell yeah right cool or sorry god's basement yeah right yeah, uh, God's basement. Yeah, that's my <laughs> new favorite thing. Um, you're also introduced to um, a your own personal demon named Sister Mary Wormheart, and she's just this like long purple demon creature who just has like fourth wall like reality bending abilities to just like know where you are and like teleport you to like slideshow rooms, and she's the mm. very like zany wacky fun demon she's got like a really cheery voice and um if you can't tell from my elongated description she's my favorite character (laughs) she's a very she's got like a almost like courage of the cowardly dog cartoon network era vibe god she does yeah it it works pretty well yeah yeah she's great um uh uh Oh, that was my shot. Why don't you take a shot of the story? Oh, okay. That's fun. That's a fun wrapping you've decided on just now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me just take a... 
oh yeah, it didn't make any sense because you couldn't see me put my head back and I'm doing a shot and I didn't make a noise, but I did it. Here we go. We'll we'll add a shot noise <laughs> at the end. Shot of editing. <laughs> um, okay, so after after hearing about this from Sam, you decide that like, hey, that's our option. We gotta go. We gotta go beat Satan. And you you find out that he is having a huge party, kind of like he does every single night in his own like. Basically, basically his own personal private island. Um, so Sam agrees to, to drive you over there, ferry you over there, and then you can, you know, get into Satan's party and challenge him to a drinking game and go back to real life. Um, but when you get there, you realize that the line is enormously long. It's down this entire mountain, basically. Um, and you get to the front of the door and they say, like, hey, you don't have, but you're not, you're not on the list. You don't have an invitation. You can't get in, um, which leads you to trying to track down an extra invitation on Hell's personal, or sorry, God's Basement's personal, like, <laughs> essentially their Twitter. Um, and some people on their, you know, this version of Twitter have posted about having an extra ticket. So you have one of two options here. And the game does this a lot where it gives you, like, a couple of different options to proceed down the path of the story um i don't know if we took the same ones the entire way i don't really know how much it changes i understand that Mm. the narrative branches but i think it kind of coalesces at the same point here Um, but basically you can either help um help get a girl a drink who just said she needs help getting a drink or you can help a like campus security guard track down a person um do we want to talk about this or do you think it's not really important we can talk about it later i just I'm, i'm genuinely just curious what you picked I picked to help the campus security guard track yep. down a person. You Me did the too. same? Yeah. Okay. So you, you, with that, you, you do, do a that. fun little scene. <laughs> yeah. You help them. You know, you kind of <laughs> interrogate is the wrong word. You talk to a number of different people and try to let him know who is the one that's not actually supposed to be in hell. They're an interloper who <laughs> just put themselves into a temporary coma to go to hell and then go back. Um, but you get the invitation to the party. So you go back and, and in you know, when you finally get into Satan's party, you just see it's, you know, this huge, drunken, revelrish bash uh, and, you know, talking to people. And eventually you do meet up with Satan and uh, explain that, hey, you, you're trying to get out of here. You want to challenge him to the contest. And he is very cordial, um, but basically lets you know, like, hey, we're not going to be able to do this right now. In order to prove to me that you're ready to challenge me to a drinking contest, you're going to have to get two of the three seals from these different monarchs of um, God's Basement. <laughs> it's, it's fun every time you can say hell now i okay god, done, god, okay good. god told me that's allowed now oh good i'm so happy you've got that personal connection with god <laughs> yep. um so you're you're basically told to get them from apollyon and asmodeus because they're the two that are you know readily available one of them hasn't been seen in a while um, one of the other i think there's actually four monarchs one hasn't been seen in a while and the other one is like out of town or something um so you can do these in either order, but basically you um, choose to go. I, I chose to go to Apollyon first. So that's the one I'm going to tackle first because trying to sure. read it in the other order is breaking my brain. Um, sure. So you meet up with Apollyon, um, and she's essentially the the judge of the underworld. Uh, and she, you know, you know that she's in a demon only bar, so you have to find a way to uh, steal a disguise to sneak into that bar where she'll eventually confront you, seeing right through your disguise, and let you know that, hey, you know, there's some stuff going down, and if you want my seal, what you're going to have to do is basically get with my legal team and throw this case that's coming up for this man named Robert Spaghetti who claims that he wasn't actually supposed to go to hell. He should have gone to heaven. Um, and then if you do that, you'll get her seal. Uh, and then you get kind of like a fun little courtroom scene um, where you get to decide whether or not you are going to 
throw this person's defense in order to get the seal or actually go through with their defense to try and prove that they should go to heaven because it's pretty obvious they should have. Did and you... also, the lawyers all drink during it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is drinking 100% of this game. Any of the scenes you can assume someone has a drink in their hands. Yes, including you for a lot of them. You are always, all, every major scene, you are given the option to choose a drink, which we didn't, I don't think we mentioned this up top, but it gives you no. different conversation options based on which drink you have. Um, so that kind of adds a, a fun little twist, but we'll talk about that more. Yeah. Um, did you did you end up throwing Robert Spaghetti's trial, or did you end up helping him out? I let him go to heaven. Yeah, me too. We did the same game. Yeah, we played the same damn game. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Robert Spaghetti is he seems like a pretty good guy, and he's very obviously supposed to go to heaven. Um, and I'm assuming... Either way, you get the seal. But if you do let him go to heaven, then um, Apollyon just sort of calls you into a meeting and says that, you know, exasperatedly, hey, I understand you're trying to do the right thing. It's fine. Here's my seal anyway, which was a real weird take from a monarch of hell. Not really what I was expecting at this point in the game. Um, But it's what happens. Uh, And then you have to get a seal from Asmodeus. And that's the sound of me finishing my shot. Did oh! It sound like, did it sound like putting a shot glass down? Let me try it again. Kinda. Here, let me let me have a little bit of folly fun. Here's the okay. uh, oh bartender. I'll take another shot. Did that sound good? It sounded very metallic. Are you doing metallic shots? Because I don't <laughs> think that's good. It's shots of mercury. Um, so. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, that that actually sounds like an ingredient from one of the drinks of that this game. Extremely. They're all this game. Very gross. Extremely gross. Um. So. You got to go to Asmodeus, and he's just, he has been a party animal ever since his wife left him. <laughs> yep, yep, sad, right? Now you're all sad. That's you thought we were having fun. This is a sad a one. fucking sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has been partying at this bar that you go to, and he's like, hey, like, let's not do the seal thing. Let's all hang out and chill. And so you do shots with him. And you take, um, Lola takes a shot that's like, gets her very like, ooh, like I'm kind of like on top of the world feeling uh, Nirvana-ish. And then Milo takes a shot that is, that literally makes him puke his conscious out. And he Mm -hmm. just goes on this insane drunken bender of just not having a conscious. And um, then you kind of like have to... um, uh, take out a security guard to get in the back to kind of enter this competition or however that happens in whatever order. Um, but at the end, you can kind of decide whether you would like to talk to uh, Asmodeus' uh, ex-wife or beat him at a dance party. It's clear that one of these two will lead to the seal. Um, what did you pick? I chose to beat him at a dance party. Holy shit, one for one. We are just the same <laughs> goddamn players. In my defense, in my defense, this game is, it's, um, if you haven't played a night school studio game before, the dialogue options, you have to choose them quickly or they fade away, and then a choice is made for you. And I didn't choose in time, and at that point, Milo's just like, no, we're beating him in a dance contest. That's what we're doing, and it locks you into that route. So yep, that's, that's exactly what happened to me too. Wow, I couldn't decide. No, I, that's we're the legit. Same person. <laughs> that's pretty scary. Um, so I beat him at a dance party. It's a very easy game. It's and extraordinarily then... <laughs> easy. It's like DDR if they took out all of the interesting parts. 
<laughs> oh, um, it's actually more like Simon Says, but yeah, but they they also kind of reference to that too because you're like, hey, you're kind of a bad dancer. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know. Um, that wasn't very hard at all. Um, so you get all the seals, and um, you get to Satan's party finally, and you get back in, and when you get back in, whoa, you're back at the ding dang party but you milo and lola are separated and they can kind of hear each other but not see each other and then there's sister mary wormhorn who's been just 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 been torturing you the whole game trying to divide you two up and she has this kind of like idea that she kind of like pokes at both of you in separate rooms and is like just playing on each other's doubts of each other and says mm. like, Hey, I know one of you hates the other one. And, yeah. uh, it finally drives them to just kind of like have a bit of a breakup. And, um, in my game, I don't know if this is different in different playthroughs, but Milo, um, is like, you know what? No, I'm going for the rest of this night alone. And, um, Lola decides to go try and get him, uh, back because, you know, they need him. <laughs> yeah, um, turns out and... the drinking contest that Satan mentioned is a four-on-four drinking contest, so she can't do it alone. She does need a team. Which also just seems like he... It, it does seem at that moment that he's just kind of making up rules as he goes along. Yeah. I <laughs> you mean, know what look, I mean? It's an extremely <laughs> convenient narrative device, all right? Just leave yeah. it alone. Yeah, yeah, no. Um. So you go back to, the, to a bar, you find Milo, and you kind of have this touching conversation about um they can't really seem i don't know if, excuse me i don't know if i'd call it touching but they can't seem to remember why they were even friends uh yeah, the phrase it's extremely interesting conversation yeah they they use the phrase they've been cutting each other in half for years and they realize mm -hmm. and you know they kind of have this conversation but i think at the end of it they're pretty much like, hey, we got to stick together on this because we need to beat Satan in a <laughs> drinking contest to get our lives back. And uh, they either hug it or like high five it out or whatever. And um, yeah, you go back and on the taxi cab back, um, Sam is like, hey, I um, I need to do this thing and I need you to come with me. I'm meeting with somebody. And you go to this like separate space <sighs> and... Um, it's a weird Sam scene. and Sam's like they're like okay seriously Sam who are we meeting and she's like it's you two I'm I'm meeting you two okay and she then proceeds to explain that she is indeed one of the monarchs uh she was a fallen angel um who kind of it sounded like she didn't really have a side whether it was like kind of on she was kind of in between but she ended up getting banished anyways yeah that's my she, understanding yeah of it. she was satan's sister and when he decided to rebel she was like ah uh, no but then also wasn't going to join the angels to fight and because she didn't do that god still banished her um, yeah and then when she um which while she was in hell she built like a church to try and you know have the lost like the poor souls like still communicate with god um but satan didn't like that so he destroyed the church and pretty much just made her a taxi driver and mm -hmm. my understanding of just being like okay like you don't really have a home base or anywhere you just kind of like drive around constantly and that's kind of like yeah. her theory of it you didn't you didn't pick a side so now you don't get to like be anywhere you get to constantly be bouncing between sides you know which 
honestly, it's, and we'll get into this later. I guess we'll just get into it later because we promised that we'd just do story stuff. Um, So you drive back and you decide to make up your party of drinkers. I chose Sam with that knowledge (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm, and Sister Sister Mary Wormheart because I played beer pong with her and she was very good at it. Wormhorn, sorry. And she's very good at beer pong. So I decided to let her tag along. And also, she's my favorite. So yeah, uh, what did you do? What, what was your team? I picked uh, also Sam because she's great and also is Satan's sister. So I was like, ah, eh, probably a pretty good, pretty good shot there. Um, and then I, I'm honestly forgetting the name of the character right now. But I picked the um, security guard from oh, the campus yes. security because he has been texting you the whole game being like, hey, it's cool. Like, we should hang out. You want to do stuff? Like, he's exceedingly lonely and is constantly texting you about hanging out. And I thought it was hilarious. So I figured, hell yeah, man, you want to go beat Satan in a drinking contest? And he was he was very into that. Yeah. Um. Oh, hold on. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, man, that Dang. was strong. That Alex, sounds take like it. yours. All right, I will just pour myself a quick drink of the end of this game here, and I'll toss <laughs> it down. Um, I don't, I've totally lost the thread on this narrative. So you, you go back with your team, now that you have your drinking team, uh, and you go to Challenge Satan, and the party has wound down significantly. It's got very, like, you know... 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. vibes. Some people have left. Some people are just crashed on the couch. Um, and Satan is, like, a little bit drunk. And so as you're going through there, he, you know, brings you to the table, more or less. And Apollyon um, kind of, you know, appears out of thin air. And you, what you assume at this point is she is trying to take over the underworld because that's, like, what the game has led you to believe and what she has kind of been, like, telling you she was planning tonight. But it turns out she's actually um, staging an intervention for Satan uh, because he has a severe drinking problem and hasn't been able to rule the underworld. Um, And, like, Robert Spaghetti that she was uh, trying to get you to throw the trial for is actually just, like, a great interventionist, and that's why he was there, and that's why she wanted him for tonight. Um, And then you get this kind of, like really awkward to be a part of thing where everyone is just like literally staging an intervention for Satan and you and you know Milo and Lola are there like um should we like should we be here right now and we can come back the whole time uh and then you know Satan refuses and you play the first of the two drinking games which is just beer pong um but I'm assuming this happens no matter what but the two people you chose to play with you just refuse to play because they're like we shouldn't be playing Satan in a game of beer pong in the middle of his intervention this feels pretty bad hey um, sister mary worm horn there it is is a true fucking baller and she played wow sam did not but she's sam great. does not play the security no. guard also does not play it's just like uh actually i'm <laughs> i'm good um so i don't know if you can win this game maybe you can i did not i lost it yeah um, i lost too i'm sure you can win but the mechanics probably, were infuriating yes uh so then you are kind of you know it escalates and they continue to try to have this intervention with satan and get him to stop drinking and eventually he is is completely fed up with this and teleports you know milo and lola and himself into this like void abyss. this abyss of just like a table two chairs and then a bunch of blackness with alcohol bottles floating around in the background <laughs> um and tries to play you one final game for the you know release of you back into the 
um, the the world of the living, where you're just like taking shots and trying to stack the shots in another mini game that is relatively difficult. Um, and at that point, he goes on this this very long diatribe about you know the purpose of life and you know what you're trying to do and whether or not you know any of this is meaningful in any particular way. Um, and you just constantly have the choice to either continually refuse to play him because it's clear that he needs help or you can play the drinking game um, and then based on what you do if you play the drinking game you have the opportunity to win and then be you know ascended into you know get the ending where you basically you and, and milo go back and or sorry lola and milo go back to um the real world or if you don't you get a different ending where um I, and i don't know how much of this can change in the actual ending but you refuse to play satan and then eventually he you know, wins the drinking game, goes back um, and gives into the intervention and goes to rehab for a couple of months where you're then treated with a nice little almost post-credits type scene where, you know, you, um, the, the two players are drinking in a bar because you're still in hell three months later and just kind of talking about the state of Satan and the state of hell. And it's clear you guys have kind of acclimated. And then Sam kind of like crashes her car through the wall and starts yelling about a different way that maybe she found to get out. And it's very clear she's just talking about a sequel to the game because she says stuff like, and this time you can like, I don't know, there'll be more choices and you can, there, you might be able to jump this time. I don't know. <laughs> um, and a bunch of fun stuff like that, uh, to which point when she asked if you want to go, Milo immediately drops his drink and goes, hell yeah, I want out of here. This place sucks. <laughs> um, and then hard cut to credits. Um, yeah. it, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting game. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what the other ending is like, and I'm, I know you did not do that one, correct? I watched it, though. Okay. What is that um, like? Because I don't know. I didn't watch it. Well, you know that one time that Milo was, you know, kind of pushed by Wormhorn that he wanted to be a magician? Yeah. He owns a magic shop now. Hey, there you go. Yeah, so he's in his hometown. He owns a magic shop. Business is going all right. Uh, Lola now works for a nonprofit uh, in a different place, and they are going to. Um, she's Lola's going to fly to back to the hometown so they can hang out and get to catch up and all that stuff. And then, for some reason, the demons are there, and huh. the, one of them walks up and is like, "Oh, were you talking about that season of that show?" And then it cuts to hard credits because they were talking about a show. But Satan does say, um, once you beat him in the drinking game, that like, hey, I'm going to release everybody in this party back to Earth. And I thought that meant all of the like humans that were there. But, but I guess it not. <laughs> I guess it just meant everybody. And the it didn't show it, but it's very confusing. So That's I don't weird. really understand weird. that ending. Uh, but that was it. <laughs> Interesting. We'll focus more on the other one. <laughs> yeah. We played that one, and it and felt the... <laughs> natural to the story. Yes, and the other one is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, is kind of great. I actually do sort of love that. It's bananas beer. Um, oh, so, good, man. well, uh, that's all the shots we got. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did that come through? I put my shot down. I didn't. You want to do more? Hold on. <laughs> Oh, Alex, no. I got it that time. This isn't funny at all. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So when we talked before, uh, before the story summary, Mm -hmm. BC, BSC. That's okay. BSS. Where's the C coming from? (laughs) 
it seems it just found my brain. Something I can't get out. So before the sub- story summary, you told me that you kind of felt uh, neutral about the game's narrative overall and mm-hmm. the fact that you kind of like every session you're kind of like into it and out of it can you like pinpoint any parts of it that you felt like were stronger or that you kind of fell off for you and i imagine at this point you're kind of like cracking your knuckles ready to just beat this game's ass i okay duncan can i tell you for real i did yeah. just literally stop cracking my knuckles when you said that because i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh that's the worst uh yeah so generally speaking i think the i say you fell in and out of it which is true because i think i had a really uneven experience with this game but i think on further reflection really i think it's it's much simpler than that i just think the game had a pretty strong opener and a pretty strong like final act and i think the middle suffered pretty severely from not doing enough interesting and feeling very like it, it felt very video gamey you know very much the oh before you can do this you must go collect these three items and it's like, okay well i've done this before um but i i think that like the tone and the setting and like kind of the the style of humor that this game is going for was really like it has a punch up front and it's a lot of fun and it's interesting being like introduced to this world and these characters um, but I don't think that's enough to carry it through the entire game. And I think the the whole middle section, like, it introduces characters. There are some parts that are funny, and it, like, plays with the idea of getting much, like, deeper into this world or deeper into, like, these characters and their relationships and, like, their place in this world. Um, but I don't think it really, like, does that anywhere i think it has a few moments that are fun but i think overall the whole middle section of the game didn't work for me and i did that all in one playthrough um but then i think by the time you get to the end it does some really interesting stuff with the way that it tries to wrap everything together the way that these characters are interconnected the way that this world is interconnected um so i think that's probably why i felt uneven about the game is because i basically took it in three different play sessions one at the beginning one for the whole middle section and one at the end Mm -hmm. um and i think that again it just it's a shame that this game ended up being five and a half hours long with a middle section that i felt just kind of was was pretty weak i didn't hate my time with it by any means Mm -hmm. but like for a game that I was looking forward to from a studio that I really liked their previous game, and for a game that was dripping with such flavor, it kind of didn't... It, it's disappointing to me that it had such a stagnant middle section, and at least in my in my mind. Yeah. Um, so to kind of speak on that and elaborate a little bit, I think it'd be interesting to ask and for me to also tell what specific parts of that middle section kind of fell a little bit more flat for you and for me personally i think the section of um uh basil sorry beelzebub Beelzebub was like very like it just kind of felt like we were just playing around and i don't mind playing around but you kind of have to do it like while you're still telling the narrative like i think there was just kind of a lot of like look what we can do with this fun like Milo has lost his conscious and like there's nothing that develops because of that Mm -hmm. and it's it was frustrating for me personally to 
have to play through some of that middle stuff because again, I I love the beginning and end too, but I'm conflicted because I don't think the end would have been such a like kind of like hard left if I didn't have a little bit more time in the world, if that makes sense. Because I spent so much time thinking that like Satan is dope. Like <laughs> he's mm-hmm. this cool party dude. And like everyone in this this city in town is just this like, you know, drunk raging party. And it my perception of it was very positive as far as like this is a cool thing this is a good thing and the game kind of flips it on you at the end by Mm. being like satan has a problem what's going on here and seeing this like absolute you know very suave very smooth talking party guy who you kind of like see and you look up to him as this like he's an actual god he's very (laughs) like you know you see him humanized in this really kind of Pathetic isn't the right word, but like, oh, he, it's definitely he, not. He, but he, it, I mean, he becomes like the, I mean, how he behaves like during the ping pong, the beer mm-hmm. pong thing, it's extremely pathetic. Like, it's it, like, it, it's, he becomes a, incredibly mortal from what he was previously. It, it, flaws exactly. are revealed in a way that you're like, oh, you're not supposed to have flaws like that. You're Satan. Yeah. Um, and, and I think like the middle section doesn't necessarily lend to that. But it holds you long enough to flip your perception a little bit. Hmm. And I don't know if it would have been effective if I didn't have a longer time to think about it. That time could have been spent in a more efficient way. But I still like the middle section because it let me think about those things. And I think it made the ending better. I think I think that thing that you hit on there is is the the most important part for me and why this middle section didn't click with me because I think yes I do like that twist that at the end that's like oh actually Satan's just like an alcoholic this isn't good like we shouldn't be glorifying this he has a problem like I think that was a fun twist but that's not what made the last third of the game for me right that was a part of the bigger whole the parts that um, also worked for me was them like actually taking a dive into Milo and Lola's relationship and like how they view each other and whether or not their friendship is is kind of healthy and like the way the different denizens of the underworld kind of view Satan and the way that like their relationships come together and I think that's all good and then also all the stuff with um sister Mary Wormhorn where she like is doing the actual work to divide you two and like show you your insecurities and um the game does a lot with making you uh, as we said up top, it, it, you you make a lot of dialogue choices. You make some, for lack of a better word, I'll say moral decisions. I don't really think that's what it is or how it's portrayed in the game. But you know, like what you want to do with this person on trial, what you want to do with this guy who's going through this, you know, divorce with his wife, um, like how you handle those. The game tracks, you know, your responses to that. It tracks who you play as between Milo and Lola, and tries to like really hammer home the like oh you did this and like this means you're a bad person or oh you did this and like clearly you as a player valued this one of these two characters more and that puts tension on their relationship and I think that sort of stuff was really interesting and it was just largely devoid from the middle which could have been okay but I also like we don't get enough out of any of the characters in the middle for it to be that interesting right like the middle genuinely felt like a series of fetch quests to me and like fetch quests don't work very well when the only mechanic in your game is dialogue options it just i don't i think there needs to be something more there and 
I think they just didn't deliver on that. And again, I I wanted you know I I didn't hate it. I did think there were fun moments in there. I just felt like it was you know if they could have reduced the amount of time there and really just had us spend more time with like Apollyon and Asmodeus and that was it, I think it would have been a much more interesting game. Sure. I um I agree with that a lot uh, because also I feel like when I was playing um, as these two characters, I feel like the game was kind of playing a weird tug of war between a lot of things where mm-hmm. they're like, okay, do we focus on the demons or do we focus on the relationship between Milo and Lola? And you yeah. can get both of them, but it did it in a way where it felt like it was tugging more towards the demons, but it also wanted you to still feel for the characters. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. honestly, by the middle end, I just didn't really care about Milo and Lola. It's just like, I, I, I appreciated what was going on in the game. Like, like mm-hmm. the, the mechanics of it, you know, thinking about the decisions you've made, who you've played more as. I appreciate the thought behind that, but the actual characters, I just didn't, buy them as much and i didn't feel as attached to them as i felt to the demon characters that they seem to be more focused on and at least that's how i felt about it did you did you feel that you really had a lot of control over like who you were choosing to focus on because there were definitely a lot of times where the game wanted me to be like oh but you did this and i was like i don't really feel like i did I just sort of felt like you were pushing me in that direction and I went along with it more than I was like actively like making the decision to play with one character versus the other. Or there was like um, when you puke out Milo's consciousness, uh, consciousness, conscious, conscience, 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 very different. Um, (laughs) You like, you know, choose to go for the dance party. And like I walked across the dance party to get a drink before I went to go like deal with Milo's conscience. And then the game was like, you chose to do the dance party before you chose to resolve Milo's conscience issue. What kind of a person are you? It's like, I didn't, I just walked past the event trigger and didn't even (laughs) do the event first. Like, I don't really know what you're trying to get at here. Um, And I feel like there were a lot of things like that where I, I was not actively making a choice and the game tried to make me retrospective of that choice. And it didn't like, it felt weird to me. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that the characters in which one I value more and which one I like kind of play as more should not be directly binded to the decisions, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. But then there is no difference between them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's weird because it's like, I, as a player, want to you know want to do the dance party let's just say that let's say that was yeah. actually my decision but mm-hmm. i you know and i didn't agree with what lola's saying you know i'm playing as milo or i'm doing what milo wants but i don't think that makes it so i'm unbalancing the friendship that shouldn't really be how it works i guess and that's yeah. just kind of my thoughts on it and i think that the the kind of some of the message and maybe i'm i think this is just something that's kind of like dawning on me a little bit now is like the balance between milo and lola is something that the game i feel like wants you to think about Mm -hmm, and i don't think that's something i considered while making those decisions so it feels like a gotcha that i feel responsible for in a way that didn't feel like they got me and just kind of made me feel like oh like oh whoops (laughs) yeah it, it, it tried to be a gotcha moment but it was like i didn't really 
but this wasn't the reason I was doing the things I was doing, right? Like, it would be, it would be way different if, like, every time you entered a scene, you got to choose to play as Milo or Lola, and I just chose Lola, like, 80% of the time or something. Yeah. But that wasn't what it was. It was just like, oh, I chose to do what she wanted to do because that idea made more sense to me. Or, oh, well, like, all of the mini games I played as Lola because I don't feel like I was ever given the opportunity to as Milo, which felt a little weird to me, but yeah. that's fine. Like it, 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 it was a gotcha moment that just did not feel like it got me at all. But the game seemed to be like leading proud of to itself that point a little bit. A little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think I will it's a also cool say, idea. I just don't think it worked. Yeah, but I will say, I love all the demon stuff. I mean, I, I think when I walk away from this game, I will come with a lot more memories and appreciation for the, um, for like Sam and. Uh, and for like Mary Wormheart and for Satan, Wormhorn. like Wormhorn. Oh my God, I keep saying Wormhart. <laughs> uh, uh, is for more than Milo and Lola. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just kind of how I generally feel about most games. Is like I always remember the kind of enemies the more than the heroes. Yeah, that okay. kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but a good, a good place for you to be in mentally. Yeah. Uh, also, also, uh, Sister Mary Wormhorn. Uh, dies every 24 hours. Yeah, that was and, an and, interesting change. And then she, uh, they get replaced by a different personal demon because your like thoughts about you know what really tortures you changes every 24 hours, mm. which is just sad as fuck. And they just kind of all bully uh, Wormhorn, which is kind of like a weird switch. Uh, I also really love, and this is just my time to just appreciate it um, yeah. because we kind of. We kind of dunked on some of it. I love mm-hmm. all of her scenes where she like teleports you to the slideshow, and that's where the game actually does like tell you like, "Hey, you decided to do this instead of that, you fucking mm-hmm. idiots!" And like, <laughs> I love those scenes, and you know, I do feel like oh, sometimes, you know, they um, they definitely guilt you for things that you weren't necessarily mm-hmm. feel like you're responsible for. But I like how she's just kind of like constantly pestering you. And one of the night school studio staples that I like, and I know they're in other games, but you can just decide not to say anything. And Mm -hmm. there is some like really fun thoughts and like moments where it's like, you can just ignore her while she's talking to you. And I like the idea of like deciding to be like, okay, you know what? Let's just not say anything to this fucking demon. That is is actually very good. (laughs) And I love that. I love that. She's just antagonizing you and torturing you and trying her best. And, like, there's a theme of her being new. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm new. I was just born. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to figure out the best ways to torture you. And it's, you know, very wacky, zany, hot topic, fun. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) but I love it. I, I love it. Too. And I, I I appreciate that in those dialogue moments, you usually get like three options because you can do nothing, like you said, and just ignore them. You can try to justify your actions or the game is really good at always giving you an option that's just like, fuck you, Wormhorn. Get yeah. out of here. And yeah. it's very satisfying to choose that option. And I like that a lot every time it was presented to me. Yeah, um, She also tries to fuck Milo's conscious. And I love it. That is true. That's a weird. That's a weird part where she's not. Yeah, that's a weird part. I love it. All right, um, that's enough. I'm done. I'm done yeah, gushing I, about that character. But I, I love say, all those characters. The I, in the game's defense, in the third act, one of the things that I really do like. So there's a, kind of a thread running through this whole game of it being like hinting at being very meta. You know, like Sam will very explicitly 
talk about things like you know she had the throwaway joke early on it's like ah don't worry about it you'll figure it out in the second playthrough um and i think that's like that sort of stuff is fun um but it doesn't kind of like come to a head at any point but i think in the the very last bit of the game you um when you're like doing the drinking game against satan in the void he has like he gives a very long speech that i'm actually pretty into partially because it was super up its own ass in a way that i like oh yeah um but it gets meta in a way that I liked a lot where it was just like at one point Satan is literally talking about how like I I understand you think you're smarter than this like you know narrative that I'm spewing you think you know you're sitting there trying to think of the real way to beat this you know piece of entertainment you're working on but like everyone always thinks they're smarter and they're not like if you want to go home you fight and you win and that's the way this happens you don't get to sit there and be smug and end up with the the ending Mm -hmm. you want and that was among the most convincing arguments i've ever had to be like oh should i should I actually just play this drinking game against Satan then? Yeah. Should I like enable alcoholism? Because that's, <laughs> this game is trying to get me to do it in a way that is like genuinely very convincing. Um, and I, I didn't end up doing it because I was like, well, I probably can't win anyway because I'm so far behind, which is bullshit. I think they just let you repeat the game over and over again. But I do think his like whole dialogue there was really, really good. In general, Satan's character, whenever he talks, I think is really, really good. He's so well written. Like I, I think the game's almost worth it just to like see those scenes, just like be in that, be in his party space. Because like there are also a ton of funny jokes in that party as well. I will yeah. say, in and to 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 add on to that like fourth wall stuff, I kind of didn't like it very much. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that Sam mentioned those things i think the one with satan is fine because out of all the characters it makes the most sense that satan would break the fourth wall um but i think all the other weird hints and jabs led me to believe that i was in some sort of like undertale-esque world where like (laughs) you know they knew i was playing a game which i don't put it above night school studio because i mean oxen free uh, <laughs> Free did some some weird stuff with that in a way that worked very well. But, I mean, the, the fourth wall stuff led me to believe kind of like Oxenfree, oh, there's going to be a new game plus where, like, things change drastically because I know what's going on. Um, right. Which, you know, they did. There's no new game plus in this. And also, if you choose to go play Oxenfree, definitely play it twice. It's 100% worth it. Oh, yeah. 2,000%. Um, so, I got to say... And not a big fan of the fourth wall stuff if you're not going to utilize it in an effective way. Yeah. I, I generally, generally, I, I agree with you. I think most of the like one-off joke fourth wall stuff was, I, I would chuckle a little bit, but that was about it. It didn't like do a ton for me. I just think the Satan one was like actually very good because it yeah. was a convincing way to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's, let's switch to a mechanical thing. I want to talk about mini games and drinking. Okay. How's that sound? Hell yeah, dude. Um, Let's so do it. <laughs> we're playing Mario Party. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can we play Mario Party next week? <laughs> Please. Let's play Mario Party next week. Yes. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> that's um, fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm very excited now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about mini games and drinking. Okay. So there are maybe three mini games in here. There um, are- Three. Which I'm not yeah, there are exactly three. Yep. I'm not complaining. There's beer pong, stack them, stack them glasses, and <laughs> stack uh, glasses. I can't think of the third one. The dance one. Oh, the dance the little, one. Like um, the Simon says, dancing minigame. Yeah. Honestly, they're fine. 
But what I actually want to talk about is the drinking. Because I thought that's going to be a really boring conversation. And that's what I usually get to. I said, let's talk about video games. Cracks open beer. <laughs> um, so... The drinking in this game, like, lets you choose from different dialogue options sometimes, depending on Mm -hmm. the theme of the drink. Like, for example, a lot of them are liquid courage for some reason. Um, but why not, right? (laughs) It makes sense. It's alcohol. Yeah. Um, but there are some that are, like, like rich asshole or, like, talk like a pirate or, Mm -hmm. you know, other weird zany things. Um, and they mostly just give you conversation options. Do you think that this should, like... Does, is this something that worked for you in a fun way or did it feel necessary or like was it I I thought you, it was a lot of think? fun in the conversation I think it was a lot of fun I, I will just say that um, mm-hmm. there's like a couple of conversations where uh, there's, there's I don't I don't remember what the drink I got was but it basically just made you like think you were really really witty. Um, and so every time people would like ask me a question, like I was supposed to be lying about who I was. So every time people would ask me a question, I would choose that option, which would just make me tell a really bad joke. And then everyone would laugh and it moved on. <laughs> so I think it, it was like, it was a lot of fun. I think those dialogue options tended to be pretty funny. I personally feel like they probably had no impact whatsoever on the way that conversation went other than like a little one-off tangent. But I feel like you, you couldn't have like, done that and then twisted the narrative at all i think it was just like hey do you want to say funny things um that that was kind of the vibe i got from it but i enjoyed it a lot i think in a game where you know all you can do basically is choose dialogue options the addition of an item that gets you drunk and makes you say stupid things is a lot of fun so here's a theory i have that i was thinking about throughout the game Mm -hmm. i think when they started development on this game i think it was supposed to be sort of a puzzle where Mm, you had to pick the right drink for the conversation and i think that would be sort of cool but i don't know i i i kind of like that idea and i think maybe they tried it out and it didn't work so they just kind of switched it to this like let's just make fun dialogue options from drinking and i don't know which one would be better but that's kind of my working theory and i think it could have been it probably might have been cool but I think if they tried it, it probably wasn't going to work very well. Um, I think it it feels like that would have been a lot of fun. But I also, my immediate thing is like, oh, well, you don't really want to make conversation a puzzle to that degree if the only thing you're doing, because that's too many fail states where eventually they would have to just like have you restart things and that would feel really weird and awkward. Yeah, or you're just like, I'm sorry, dude, you're just not funny enough right now. (laughs) Then <laughs> you gotta find the funny drink. That can't be fun oh, at all, huh? No, I want that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Just doesn't sound like you got enough liquid courage in you. Come back, liquid we'll talk again. Courage, fucking Zelda game. Also, oh. you'd have to go back to the bar every time to get a new drink. Oh my god. Oh and, my god. Um, the bar. Yeah. So, uh, so let's let's talk about some technical things. Uh, we, yeah. can, we can, yeah, we can. The mini games, like you said, they were fine. I kind of enjoyed them. They were a good way to break up the monotony. Um, and the drinking didn't mean that much. But this game had some weird technical decisions where they made. And I think the weirdest one of all is you are always, except for a very small window of time, playing both Lola and Milo. Um, you just control one, and the other one follows you. And every single time you go to the bar. 
You choose a drink from a list of drinks, and the bartender has a, you know, five to nine second animation where he makes you a drink and then stops and turns to the other person that you're not controlling, and they always order the exact same thing, and that the bartender takes another five to nine seconds to make the drink again. And it's not like a great-looking animation. Why? 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 It's It felt so weird. There was so much extra dead time for something that, like, I just genuinely don't understand why it was like that. Folks, at home... I want you to just count to 10 <laughs> and just realize how long that is and how frequently you probably switch around drinks. Like, it's it seems like it's short, but, like, I get impatient. Like, I know this is kind of, like, a general, like, generic thing to say, but, like, I get impatient with, the like, the Zelda chest animation sometimes, mm. like the old ones. And it's like, imagine that, though, but every time you get to switch a drink. I don't know. It's very... It- uh. It it takes too long and there's no reason for it. And the thing is, I gen I have no problem with watching that animation every time the bartender makes you a drink. I have a problem with them deciding to double the length of the animation, <laughs> yeah. even though you don't choose what the other person drinks. Like right. just have them make two drinks at once. It it's, it yeah. feels like a weird nitpicky thing. It really does. But I think there were a lot of things like that in this game that ended up plaguing it way more than it should have. Um, yeah, there were a lot of instances of like, oh, this character is going to have to do this weird animation that'll take a couple of seconds to get into the spot before they can start talking or, oh, like you walked like a character started saying a story and then you walk 15 feet, hit an ambient piece of dialogue. They had to tell that whole story. Uh... And then as soon as you get out of it, the character starts just telling the other story again from the beginning. And it feels really awkward when stuff like that happens. And I, I think that was genuinely part of the reason I was so taken out of it for the middle section. It's just like the experience of playing the game felt a little bit like it, it had a lot of rough edges like technical rough edges yeah for sure and my excuse me my problem is like i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't have conversations with people in the like visual space that made sense because mm-hmm. your character is on a 2d plane and um their head will often turn towards the person sometimes but a lot of the times it won't because you're able to move around while you're having conversations which is nice mm-hmm. But also, like, I couldn't, like, it was difficult to pivot the character towards the other ones that were speaking because, like, it just looked strange for, like, Milo and Lola to be facing the exact opposite direction (laughs) as a person who is speaking to us. Like, especially for a game that's, you know, narrative-driven. Like, it makes sense for, like, you know, whatever, like, just, like, a non conversation focused game but like it just seemed important that and i don't mind being locked into place with those conversations so i just Mm -hmm. don't understand why they didn't lock me in as well but like obviously for the conversations you have while you walk it makes sense i'm fine with that but like it's just weird it's a strange thing um to choose and Honestly, it's just us nitpicking and complaining. It's, it's a lot but of really it's... small stuff that doesn't feel imp- like when you say it out loud, it's like, yeah, who cares? But I spent 30% of the conversations in this game doing combinations of like, okay, W, A, W, no, yep. W, D, trying <laughs> to get my character to look in a way that didn't break the immersion for me. And, and then eventually it... you just rotate the character 360 degrees <laughs> over and over again because you're fucking bored. <laughs> 
it's it's a it's a lot of really weird small stuff that again is much much greater than the sum of its parts. Uh, yeah, that's that's the phrase, right? The whole yeah. Greatest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, it. I nailed it. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. So yeah, that that was weird. And I don't want to feel like I'm just exclusively dunking on this game because again, I enjoyed my time with it well enough. Um, there were just a lot of small things that that led me to kind of be taken out of the game a little bit. Sure. Um, I think to kind of wrap this up, we wrap it up with um, talk about Milo and Lola. Yeah. What, the what do you think crux about their of the game? Yeah, the crux, the crux, the the gods, gods cross. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gods cross. You know what? Gods cross. You mean just like the cross? Yeah, the cross. Jesus's little little uh, let's, thing. Let's talk about my. Let's get Lola. to the crux, the cross. Um, uh, so, what do you think about their relationship? I think I, this game does a lot of fun, interesting things with them. And it does not, for me at least, it doesn't seem like they are great friends, but they friends. What do you think? Yeah, Tell me more. They have this really weird, interesting relationship that I think um, they they tease at and pick at throughout the beginning of the game and just kind of the way that they interact. But they really... Uh, again, in the last third, it really kind of comes to a head, and the game kind of lays bare what it is trying to to the question it is trying to ask you about Milo and Lola's relationship, and like that is again, it's it kind of is encapsulated in in that conversation that that we both got when Lola is talking to Milo, and it's essentially just like, hey, should you know, like I think you said something to the effect of like, are we just cutting each other in half, right? Or like, mm-hmm. should we really even be friends? Or like, why are we friends? What do we even have in common? And it really does point to, like, hey, are these two friends that are sticking together because they love each other and they're friends and they want to, like, you know, get through this stressful encounter? Or is this, like, a really unhealthy dependent relationship where, like, they are friends because they don't have other people and they don't really, like, you know, they maybe aren't actually good friends. They're maybe not actually supporting each other and having a good time. They just it's better than being alone. And I think the game does like a pretty good job of painting that type of friendship, uh, that type of relationship towards the back half of the game. Um, I think it is, you know, I did my best through dialogue options to undercut it because I liked the idea of them being friends more because it made me happier. Um, But I think the idea the game is maybe trying to sell you on is that they are not like, particularly healthy for each other they are both kind of kneecapping each other's like potential futures right the big tension in the game is milo is going to stay home after college to help his mom with the shop and lola is going to go off somewhere else and both of them are angry at the other one for not doing the same thing and Mm -hmm. like that's not healthy that's not how you should feel about your friends like choosing to follow what they think is important like it's okay to be annoyed it's okay to be like unhappy that you're not going to be together but they are like angry at each other yeah and um i mean it's something we really didn't even mention in the story summary but it it does play a pretty big part of it and the conversation happens a lot throughout i personally think that um the game i think it's really perfect because the game more so asks you a question rather Mm. than tells you what it is because by the end hey, they're still friends, and by the alternate ending that neither of us got, like, (laughs) they call and they talk, and, you know, they Mm -hmm. are still, you know, they're gonna hang out, so they're still friends, but, like, 
I think it says things about a lot of, you know, different types of relationships, specifically those that happen after high school or college or whatever. Mm. Um, and, and realizing like we, I mean, they definitely went to college together. So it's like, they probably had a lot of the same classes. They probably did this and they probably did that. And it's very, um, I like it a lot. And I also really like that they did not take it in a romantic direction because I think that, was, that would have been yeah. so fucking easy to do. It would have been uh, easy and boring, and I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. Um, And pretty much the exact same things that you said. I don't have too much more to add other than it was good. And I think (laughs) it took till now reflecting on it for me to really, like, feel it out. I think before I was kind of neutral on it of just being like, okay, I kind of – I just kind of want to see where this game goes because I'm Mm -hmm. just – I'm just curious about what's going to happen. So I didn't really – I wasn't really as invested in that kind of stuff, but I think it's yeah more interesting than I probably gave it credit for. Uh, yeah, and, and to be fair, I think the the relationship they build and like those questions that they ask about that type of relationship are really interesting. But I do think really they they plant some very light seeds of that in the first half of the game, but I think most of it is in that last third of the game or so i think it's just like hey here's some things that we're going to play with but i don't think they really start getting into that until the end of the game where the rest of the story is kind of ramping up anyway so it sure. it, it shines a spotlight on it for a little bit but not not quite as much as i i wish it did i wanted to know a little bit more about that type of, or you know be able to carve that out myself because i really do wonder like how different this relationship would feel based on your different like interactions because in most of these arguments you get the choice to like essentially de-escalate it or escalate it and i almost exclusively chose to be like no it's fine i forgive you or like no it's not a big deal i was just angry or i'm just tired or something um but there were usually options to like engage that conversation and i do wonder what those would have been like if i had chosen them and i do wonder if that impacts the endings at all i wonder if there's an ending where you go back to earth and it's you know you are not still friends or something. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Um, I think with that being said, I think there are just like one or two things I wanted to mention up yeah. top that probably won't warrant a full conversation. I really like the voice acting in this game. We didn't really get oh, into yeah. that, but um, the uh, obviously Ashley Birch, great great voice actor. She played Sam, and it's Birch, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Birch. Yeah. She's phenomenal. The, She's in like every other video game that exists right now. Yeah, the um, the voice actor for Satan was extremely good. Mm-hmm. I like both Milo and Lola's voice actors. I think yeah. all of the voice actors did amazing. I think they knew that too because, like, in the credits, like the first part of the credits is the voice actors, and like, <laughs> it it felt very movie ish in a cool it way. Did, yeah. Also, this would make a fucking good movie. <laughs> I feel like it would make a great movie. Anyways, um, also. The music is also really good. I really like the kind of like house party music, but with like a Satan like choir tone to it. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Third thing, visuals. We kind of said it already, but like these got some fucking perfect color balance. The purples that they use and like the pinks and magentas and the lava and like there's some there's just some really really nice colors in this game and they pull them off extraordinarily well and all of the scenes look realistic and somewhat viable 
I mean, realistic in a way where, like, that's how I expect it to look. Um, yeah. But it's I, very – the setting is extremely viable, even though I feel like there was not a lot of, like, world in the sense of, like, there was not a lot of places you could go, but yeah. I still felt like it was a pretty fleshed-out world. Yeah, it, it felt very deliberate and stylized, and, like, the set pieces they chose to, to show all felt like they were full of character, even though you interacted with very, very little of them. And Also, there's a fuck cool. room. <laughs> there's a room where demons have sex, and then in the next room, there's a dude in a cage that just meows. It is. I, I just wanted to get those about, out there. I did forget about the demon fuck room. That part yeah. was very good. I did think yeah. that was very funny. Yeah. Um... Do you have anything else to add before I, I have a new I have a session I wanted to try out and then okay. I think we can we can exit. So do you yeah, have anything I think, to I think I've said pretty much that, look, I I think um just kind of wrapping up, I'm you know, as much as I think this game maybe stumbled in a lot of places, I still think I appreciate that they went for something that was as stylish and unique as this and even if this was kind of, you know, not necessarily my cup of tea. I am still interested, and I definitely still will play the next game by Night School Studios. Yes, me too. I liked it a little bit more than Alex did. You did. Suck on that. <laughs> I'm more positive than you. Damn, so, we knew that. <laughs> the, uh, beans. Uh, so the <laughs> new, the kind of new-ish session I wanted to try out is I have a couple, um, some some feedback statistics, and I pulled two or three kind of reviews uh, from After Party, two two critic and one user. I want to see if this is any fun or any good. Um, okay. yeah. Game Game Grin gave it a forty on Metacritic, saying like a sober night in the town with drunken friends. It starts off amusing enough, but it wears out its welcome after a while, becoming a tiring and grating and towards or becoming tiring and grating towards the end. A little mm. harsh, a little harsh, but well, I, I mean, kind I, of I, I kind of like the parts of that. I kind of like the comparison, like a sober night in the town with drunken friends. <laughs> That's kind of fun. Um, I think a 40 is a little harsh. It is. I think harsh, hey, yeah, for sure. Also, numeric reviews of games suck, but garbage. here we are. Garbage. They're all garbage. Um, this guy on the inverse, or I don't know, Shaq News. Shake? Shaq. The humor shines bright and the emotional moments are balanced. When you mix that with the solid ensemble cast, you've got a game that's bound to be pleasing for fans, for the genre and creative story-driven game in general. The amount of branching paths and dialogue options will have players ready to hop back into hell after the first playthrough just to see everything that After Party has to offer. Disagree with the second part of that. I'm yeah, I don't know. Hop back into hell. I, I'm not also. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily feel that either. Um, I'm not going to read the user review. I think we got enough out of that. But I think it's interesting to know what the general feedback of it was. And mm. I think if we're going to give, you know, numeric here, I think 75 is pretty fair. 7.1, 75, you know what I mean? Like, that's, it was, that's it, was, it was good. It was good. I um, definitely feel like I, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm just not in the right circles. But I definitely feel like this did not come, like, when After Party came out, it kind of met a very quiet response like i didn't see a lot of people talking about i didn't see a lot of people <laughs> like game having, store <laughs> a lot to say about it generally speaking um i feel like you know when oxen free came out I, I at least heard about it every now and again people would say it was like oh it's this cool thing that like you know you probably didn't hear of because it's their first game but like definitely make sure to check this one out um and after party just kind of like every now and again i'll hear people talk about playing it but nobody's ever like eager to go out there and and kind of spread like, word about it it feels it. like 
Yeah. yeah, it I I don't know. Part of me thinks that's a shame, but also I feel like after party would like I think in the culture we live in with like what people are interested in, I feel like this like fits in that fucking socket perfectly. I don't know why, but it, do you kind of agree with me there? Like I don't know. I guess I, I just don't know 100% what you're trying to to get at there. I think I think this like out drink the devil. Like I think that concept is very mm. like it's very um, appealing. I feel like it'd be very appealing to a lot of people. Too and many, it was very appealing to me. fucking kids are trying to outdrink the devil every weekend, man. <laughs> All right, they don't need to yeah. do it in their games. All right, so with that being said, I think we can wrap things up here again. Oh, you do this one. Go for it. Oh, well, I do this one. Give me their stats. Their ending stats here again. You oh, say, and then right. again after that was party. After party. Yep. Was released. <laughs> it's been a while, I guess. Yeah. Uh, developed by Night School Studio. Once again, released um, October 29th, 2019. Currently out there on PS4, Xbox One, and I believe the Epic Game Store. Go check it out. I want to say it is $20. Don't know for sure. Pretty sure, though. That's my guess. I think yeah, it's I think $20. So. I think so. Um, Hey. Hey, everybody. It's me. It's time. It's time for you to click. Nope. Cancel. I'm out. Nope. I've got to go. I got to go. Oops. Sorry. Oh, oh. I can't. I can't listen to your social media stuff. Hey, we got a funny bit at the end. Okay. Don't. Don't. I know. I know you're going to skip. Don't. 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 Please. <laughs> no idea what you were doing at first. <laughs> you made me just accidentally stop recording. <laughs> um, so if you'd like to help us out and make us feel good about ourselves or just, you know, just. If you just like to leave some feedback, you can leave it on iTunes. That helps people out, apparently. And I'd much appreciate, you know, you, you leave something for us. If Heck yeah, man. you don't want to publicly give your opinion, feel free to give it in private to us, <laughs> me and you. We can have a chit-chat about it. Email us at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. If you have a game you want us to play, if you have a question about the games that we have played, we'll answer it in future episodes or play that game. Maybe, if we like it. Um, or it seems interesting. Um, and if you want to hear more about us or when our new episodes come out, that's at thoughtsfromp1 on the Twitterverse. And in Facebook, you just search for us, thoughtsfromplayer1. It's that We're easy. right there. That's simple. Right there Check for out you, Twitter. baby. We're more active on Twitter than Facebook, and that's not saying much. All right, and hit me with that greeting card. All right, so this is going to be a two-parter. I'm going to give you the outside that exists, and Duncan's going to hit you with that inside. So it's important to know the outside. It's a picture of a witch riding a broom. <laughs> it's a very sexualized witch. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, we got two parts. We got a top. The top says, get a taste of religion. The bottom says, lick a witch. What's the inside say, Duncan? You throw me such a curveball. <laughs> Told you. Don't be a bitch. Oh, Lick okay. a witch. Don't be a bitch. That's All it. Right. Good night, everyone. Good night. That was the easy way out. Good night. There you go. The other one I found was happy, hopeful, bright, blessed, birthday wishes filled with God's best. And then the quote, he fills my life with good things. <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> I like that Apparently one. Apparently, so it's part of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs>